As hilarious as that music may sound, it is not how I want to kick off my podcast. Welcome to the Michael Aldrich Comedy Podcast. It's going to be so much fun where he makes humor of himself and the many things in New York City. Oh, and by the way, this is not the voice of Bruno. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Michael Oldroyd Comedy Podcast. We are recording live episode 94 from Droid Entertainment here in New York City. Uh, as you guys know who've tuned in the past, my closet is my recording studio because the audio in here gives me a boner. It's perfect. It's, it's, it's everything that a recording studio has. Usually the recording studios have... Um, these things padding the walls, you know, like these little things to make it less echoey. Uh, I forget what it is, but it's like the walls are padded if you've ever been in a recording studio. And I essentially have that behind what you guys can see uh, because all the clothes in my closet are essentially the, the, the padding on the walls that are needed to be effective. So I am recording on YouTube Live today uh, from The Droid. That is my account on YouTube. I have a few accounts, but that's that's the one that I happen to sometimes re- record podcasts on. I, I, I do other stuff there. You can check it out. Whatever. Right? All one, one word. The Droid. Uh, spelled with a Y. It's the correct spelling, you ain't I. Uh, so don't correct me. Right? Every time I tell someone the droid when they're about to type in their Instagram, they type in T-H-E-D-R-O-I-D. It's like, yo, come on. <laughs> you know? Verizon freaking trying to take my nickname. Who in the heaven do they think they are? Right? It's bold. It's very bold of them to try and steal the droid. But guess what? They can't. You know? Because uh, you can't sell one's soul. Alright, my soul's not for sale, at least. Anyway, uh, let's do this. So, it's Monday morning right now. It's 11.30 Eastern time here in New York City. Um, Here we are in the midst of the coronavirus epidemic. Uh, You know, March 16th, to give you guys reference. Maybe some of you guys who are listening live don't even know the date right now. It was more so for the people who happen to be listening to this episode retroactively at some point in time in the future. Uh, I think there's a math graph that can show when listeners can listen to this podcast. It is basically now to infinity, right? If you drew those lines in math where it's like a, a curve to the or like a line to the right where there's a, an arrow, it's an arrow going right if the x-axis is time. And uh, the circle is filled in because you're listening to it live. You have the capability of listening to it in this moment, a.k.a. live. So I believe that's what the circle around it means rather than the, the closed-in dot. And for those of the, you that can't remember mathematics from high school, I apologize for wasting your time right now. Let's talk about what's relevant, though. Uh, I know I sound enthusiastic. It is a interesting time that we're living in right now. Um, there is a lot of fear going on. There's uncertainty. I am not taking it lightly, even though you do hear joy in my face, in my voice. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'll be honest. My, my level of hope and excitement for the future has not fluctuated one ounce from at any point in time throughout any of this. Uh, we will absolutely get through this. There is a lot of fear and panic right now, but just relax. Take some deep breaths. 
stay in, we're going to get through it. And um, I just tried to, we need to protect the elderly because they're, they're the ones that, um, you know, that are, they're, that are actually at risk of having, uh, you know, any negative or catastrophic effects from getting uh, the coronavirus. So you guys know all that. You don't need me to tell you what the coronavirus is. I'm just uh, kind of commenting on what I think is is going on. So the stock market is continuing to go down. You know, it, it opened up today already down. It's continuing to go down. The federal government just cut the interest rates, aka they slashed them to zero percent yesterday, if I'm not mistaken, which is exciting for me, right? As a business owner. And, uh, you know, a multi-purpose renaissance man, huh? No, uh, I think that that's a good thing for all of us, uh, that the interest rates are going down, uh, you know, whether you want to buy a house or whatever. So just know that uh, money right now, the, the value of money is, is decreasing rapidly. Um, but we will get through it. Uh, frankly, if you're, if you're able to withstand the, the fear part, right, if you're able to get through this, I think now and, and after now, I, I got to be very careful before I give financial advice because I'm not a financial advisor and I have to make sure that I articulate this properly, separate out what's objective versus what is subjective, aka my opinion, and kind of tell you. First of all, don't you got to fact check everything I say here. I, I I don't know, you know, don't just take what I'm saying, but I do think that eventually, no matter. I don't think we've reached the bottom of the stock market yet, but I do think it's gonna. I do think it's gonna continue to go down. But if you have money that you can live without right now, at any point in time right now, I would start buying, right? Uh, because even if the stock market continues to go down right now, we're in a dip where overall, however long it takes, whether it's a couple months or a year, two, three years, it'll definitely be going. Uh, back up, right? I believe in the world. I do not think this is Armageddon is what I'm trying to say. I do not think, um, you know, I do not think that uh, this is uh, uh, the end of the world. So, yeah, that's that's my thought. Um, and hopefully that's a, a little bit of a message of hope for you putzes. Uh, I'm excited, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting up here in my apartment uh, in New York, and I'm staying relatively nestled. I, I, I have gotten out a little bit. The streets are a little bit more barren out there. Uh, you know, I was on the subway yesterday for a little bit, and, and there was a guy uh, coughing, uh, and uh, he wasn't even covering his mouth. So uh, I, I immediately got off that subway car and, and got onto a different one, but some people just didn't even care. Like, that's how much New Yorkers don't give a fuh, you know? Like, like I'm looking around at other people, like, trying to make eye contact. Like, can you believe this guy over here coughing with his mouth open? And and they're looking at me. They, they don't care, you know? I'm like, wow, you guys, you guys are desensitized, bro. But um, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that means they're... they're uh, their immunity toward stimulus is built up, but I don't know if their immunity toward the coronavirus is built up. So they may uh, end up getting uh, getting hurt for that. Anyway, 
that's a little bit about uh, you know what the perspective looks like here. Um, so keep that in mind. Interest rates being slashed. I don't think that means that that interest rates are actually zero percent. But I, I was talking to my financial advisor today. He said that there's still supply and demand involved. So if there's a lot of people that want to get loans now, that will still drive the interest rate up. So I don't think it's even humanly. I don't think it's. Legally, it's possible to say that there's a 0% interest rate, but there's still going to be supply and demand. So maybe it's like 2 3%, which is still uh, amazing. So it all depends on how many of you go out there and apply for loans, which ultimately hurts me. Because if I'm telling you that, that and you guys take action on that, that means that the interest rates will go up a little bit, right? So by me helping you, I'm hurting myself, right? But... Uh, WWJD, you know what I mean? All right, let's see here. Uh, something that I'm excited about is that um, uh, one of my professors reached out from Mizzou, uh, someone that, that I had worked with uh, in the past. Uh, you know, I, I was one of his students. Let me take a deep breath here. I feel like I'm nervous because I'm broadcasting live to more people right now. <laughs> so I need to, like, center my chi. All right, actually, no, there's one person watching, so never mind. <laughs> I had a feeling like 50 people might have joined in because I made an announcement on Facebook, and I just looked, and it's, it's still one person. So, you know what? Whatever. Uh, this doesn't matter. All right. <laughs> Nobody, nobody cares what I think right now, you know. Nobody cares to hear me over, you know, the news with live updates from the stock market. You guys want to hear comedy, right? Okay, cool. Awesome. Um, professor reached out. I'm excited. He asked me, because the, the classes are pretty much going online everywhere, semesters are being canceled in class. And in class, in-person classes are being canceled pretty much everywhere now. It, it, it's It's starting to be a global thing not just in new york not just in other countries but it's it's creating that ripple effect and um he asked me to come back talk to the students virtually i'm going to do a video conference tomorrow uh for a couple classes of his and you know do like 10 minutes of stand-up 10 minutes of q a talk about uh how i you know what i done did after school and i think I've realized that now more than ever i actually have a a, a message that people can grab grab onto and it is somewhat a, a message of hope and not just hope but like enthusiasm like like what's what's even bigger than hope something that you're like super excited about um because this is this goes to students it goes to businesses i worked from home my entire professional career once i got a full-time job it was like seven eight years uh, worth and I saw a company from the very beginning to the very end. It was a startup. I was working on the ground floor when my buddy hired me, and we were working out of his apartment at the time. He had a roommate in Kansas City. Uh, his roommate was charging him extra rent to train me there in this tiny apartment for a couple of weeks, and we grew all the way from that to a multi-million-dollar company that ended up selling for nine figures, uh, and then. Um, you know, stayed with them for a couple of years after that, giant company, whatever. So I've seen the entire life cycle all while, all whilst working from home, right? So I think that I have, uh, the message of hope is that you can be unbelievably effective working remotely, right? And I think that people always fear change, but our company 
it was an IT company. We were a consulting firm. So we were, we were really on the cutting edge of you, leveraging technology to our, our advantage across the board. That's what we did. Our consultants helped healthcare organizations um, really with all their electronic medical records, which uh, applies to what's going on right now with the coronavirus, right? I was an IT geek pimp. I sent... I was basically sending angels to hospitals to improve their healthcare systems, right? I was the uh, the pimp of the uh, of the IT, uh, very smart, intellectual, gifted individuals that could um, you know improve some of the computer systems there in the hospitals. And I, I did this all while working remotely. I think that working remotely can have unbe- unbelievable advantages if you do not abuse. The privilege of it, right? I work remotely now as a comedian full time. Droid Entertainment. This is my office. I work from home in my robe all day, every day, baby. And um, I feel like if I went into the office, I would have been. There's too much time wasted getting up, taking a shower, brushing your teeth, uh, getting in the car, driving to the office after putting on your clothes, um, walking around. You know, walking on your freaking hard shoes. You know, the, those like the nice dress shoes that aren't even comfortable, all that, none of that matters when it comes to creating value and being effective, right? I'd roll out of bed from the moment that my fingers touched that keyboard, it was only productivity that mattered. So you can be so much more efficient and you have so much more time uh, to be productive. <clears throat> now, the type of role I feel is is most valuable for this is the type of role where you take ownership, right? Where you are given ownership or, or you take ownership of, of what you're doing and you're able to make decisions for yourself, right? If you need to be in an office because you have the type of job where you need approval for everything and your boss is like, oh, yeah, you could do that. Oh, hey, don't do that. What are you, what are you trying to do? You know, like that's bullshit. But the fact that I was essentially... <clears throat> um, you know, it was a friend, so we we there was a lot of trust involved, communication, open communication, using technology, right? Uh, it allowed us to to really build something special, and uh, hopefully that's a message for hope. And and I'm going to be able to bring that to the Missouri students that I talk with. Uh, I have jokes about everything, um, you know, and uh, you know it'll be fun to be able to share that. So. What I'm trying to say is I'm actually letting anyone out there who's listening know two things. One, use you can use being quarantined. I'm always quarantined. My life is not any different right now than it was <clears throat> before the coronavirus. Aside from the fact that now when I go to the grocery store, which is rarely because I get everything Amazon Prime, there's huge lines and other people, uh, you know, I, I can't do. There's comedy shows that are being canceled, so um, yeah. Message of hope for the people to use this time to your advantage, you know, whether that's catching up on, you know, shows that you've been wanting to watch, or, or actually using this time to your, you know, read some books, do something productive. There's so much productivity that can be. Uh, this is an excuse. This is like a, a snow day uh, or several snow days that you can use to your advantage. Or you can piss it all away if you want. You can, you, can, you, can, you can dump this out and just be lazy and be a turd if you want. Use it like a, a lazy summer vacation when you were in school. Or you can actually take this extra time you have, take ownership, and, and march toward goals that you have. You know, Start freaking investing in the stock market. 
uh, if you have spare money. Again, if you only with money that you can afford not to touch, because it's probably going to still go down in value even if you buy now. But you can get in before it goes up. It could it could start going up at any point too. I mean, it, you just never know. I just know that overall it will go up. I'm very confident of that. Um, and that's just because I believe in humanity. I believe in the world. I believe that uh, this is just a temporary glitch and an opportunity. You know, when, this is an opportunity to be to become richer for for anybody out there. Um, what I mean by that is. In those moments, recessions, depressions, things like that, those are moments where people can jump classes from rich or from poor to rich or even rich to poor, actually, depending on, on uh, how you play it. And obviously there's some luck involved in timing, but this is, this is an opportunity to be switching, switching paths, you know, as far as your financial success goes. All right, so that's a little bit about all of that. Um, I'm excited, right? I'm excited about the freaking future. Listen to that. Do you guys like the enthusiasm? This is not fake enthusiasm, man. This is this is legit. This is real. Um, so if you oh, and I mention all that for a second reason, which is if your company or your school wants to hear my story virtually, I can kind of recreate what I'm doing from a zoo for any business um, for any corporate you know a lot of corporate events are being canceled now so if you want the benefit of still getting some camaraderie some levity if you will some light some humor some hope uh, for your business virtually through a video conference uh, for your for your school your university your tiny uh, group of three whatever it is um, I'm here I'm here Utilize my mind like it's a pensive. Utilize the pensive of Dumbledore uh, at your service to to defeat Voldemort. And ultimately, Voldemort is fear, guys. That is what Voldemort is. Voldemort is a is a representation of fear, and that's exactly what the coronavirus is right now. Right. So do not give in to fear, my friends. It's uh, piss on fear. Who gives a fuck? Fear is oftentimes just an illusion, right? So take the right precautions. It doesn't mean be an idiot now. Go, oh, I, that means like the coronavirus doesn't exist. Voldemort exists, guys, but don't let him uh, don't let him defeat you, right? Don't be afraid of the motherfucker. Equip yourself, equip yourself, and fight. All right. So that's my message. Um, equip yourself by washing your hands. Okay, maybe put those masks on. I don't know. They say don't do it. Do it. I don't know. Wash your hands. Stay inside. You know, do some social distancing. Try to, you know, stay away from people. You know, keep a six-foot radius around you at all times of clear space. Uh, if somebody coughs, please walk away. Cover your mouth if you cough. Make sure you consult a doctor if you feel sick, okay? Uh, most importantly, just try to stay away from the elderly. That's really the truth. Um... If there's any way you can help them stay away from them or do some chores for them uh, where they don't have to, you know, but I, I let do whatever it takes. If you know some elderly people, whether they're your family or, or friends, to help them live their lives where they don't really have – they can stay isolated during this time. Uh, and maybe do some FaceTiming, right? Because we all need – in moments of isolation, we still need – we thirst for uh, connections and – uh, social interaction. So, utilize the technology that we have, right? 
um, don't let this uh, isolate us. Let it let it bring us together through the mediums that we have of technology. Because in the future, we have the opportunity to conquer the universe and conquer different worlds at different times. And imagine if we're just FaceTiming people from Mars and Pluto and different solar systems. You know, it's like, hey, I'm still there with you. We can talk. We're interacting. Wow, it's like the Wi-Fi connection is pretty solid here, huh? Thank you, Elon Musk and all his grandkids who took over his empire over the last... 38,000 generations, we're really doing this thing, huh? We can travel through a black hole and, you know, be in different parts of the universe with the snap of our fingers, thanks to Elon Musk being such a pioneer. All right, I don't want to give the guy that much credit, but, you know, what I'm trying to say is technology can be a great thing. Let's leverage technology to improve our quality of life. That's what I say. All right. So that's that, guys. That is that. What's going on, uh... I feel like Dr. Evil is laughing somewhere in the in the abyss right now. Not at my routine, but at the whole coronavirus thing. I, I think Dr. Evil is behind the whole coronavirus plague, you know? I think he, he started it, and he's over there like... <laughs> um, <laughs> him and the Joker... <laughs> Him and the Joker are over there just uh, cracking up about the coronavirus right now, you know. All right. Uh, if I could, uh, if I get one more email from a company telling me about the coronavirus, I think uh, I might just have to blow a load. No. <laughs> That's probably what uh, Dr. Evil and uh, the Joker are, 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 are saying right now. Um, I, I got a boner because I just got a new email. Look how exciting this is. All right. There is hope, is what I'm is what I'm saying. I'm I am combating Doctor Evil by bringing hope, though. All right, let's uh, let's rotate the crops and move on, huh? Did you get? I, I heard somewhere and I, now. Fact check me on this, but I heard that the coronavirus is is susceptible to heat. Take that one, Doctor Evil. 105 degrees and up, and the coronavirus doesn't exist. I will stay. All right, <laughs> that's a. Okay, I shouldn't be doing movie lines right now, assuming that you you may have not seen Austin Powers. But what I'm trying to say is uh, go in a steam room. I don't know. First fact check me, and then go in the steam room every day. That's probably what I'm going to start doing. Uh, plus, it's good for your respiratory system, right? So get in a steam room, burn the virus out, and, uh, you know, maybe watch some. Don't watch too much porn, though, guys. All right? It's... This is a thing. Oh, excuse me. When you're working from home, one of the hardest distractions is these dating apps and uh, and porn. So that is that is the battle I fight every day. Uh, every day I, I have to just you know. It's those moments where I resist looking at porn, where greatness is continued, continuing to be forged, right? So guys, don't fall victim of that. Um, when you're locked up in your own. Uh, cocoon do not fall victim right because because that what 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 that what that will do is it will cause you to uh waste about an hour right scrolling through because it's because you can never find one that's good enough right to 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 complete what you need to complete and it's a never-ending vicious cycle and then you sleep for another hour afterwards and then you're tired and then you got to eat again and it it just it just messes things up it's it's 
It is uh, Voldemort's way of trying to bring you down from being successful, guys. So don't let that happen. Resist. Every time uh, someone hits you up on an online dating app, say, I will not respond to you, Voldemort. <laughs> That's heinous. All right, let's move on. Um, let's do this, guys. I'm having fun. Are you guys? I hope I hope your eardrums are nice and... Uh, Nice and warmed up right now, because we're gonna we're gonna keep rotating the crops here. And by rotating the crops, what I mean is keeping the soil fertile, right? Where where you can plant some good things, make some good things happen, right? It's a it's a term that farmers use. Uh, you can't continue to grow crops in the exact same soil without churning it and rotating. You know where you're planting the seeds. You got to give that soil time to. You need to go take a dump in the soil and give it some time, is what I'm trying to say. Because fecal matter actually is healthy for uh, making soil fertile. That's what compost is, I guess. Compost piles? I don't know. There was a lady that had a compost pile in California, or one of our neighbors, and uh, I thought it was always interesting. She wore, she was from one of the, the country where they wear those like pointed boots, you know, when Santa comes and they put the present in the boots. Is that Finland or Dutch? I don't know. Anyway, um, all right, this is fun, guys. This is a good time. Every day new people get the coronavirus. I was looking at a map of the world recently. I think that's a good that's a good thing to pay attention to is just to see to be watching the the current kind of to see your city and be tracking every day how many people have it, right? I, I think that that's that's a good thing. For those of you that I'm going to be jumping around a little bit. That that reminds me of the stock market once again. For those of you that have long-term retirement accounts in and you're you're betting on the overall market rather than individual whatever, don't don't even look at your your accounts. You know what I mean? Like I I, I wouldn't even bother. My net worth has um has dropped uh, several. I'm not even going to say by a gigantic percentage over the last three weeks. And guess what? I don't care, you know, because I know it'll go back up. So, hey -o, that's what I'm trying to say. Anybody horny? All right. Um, the thing about the coronavirus, though, is that anybody can get it. Anyone can be a carrier of this coronavirus. Um, and that's a scary thing. So, don't, if you're young, it doesn't mean don't take it seriously. Once again, respect the elderly, protect them. You don't want to be, you don't want to have blood on your hands because you were lazy and you and you went around and you were being a carrier without even uh, realizing it and so so uh, the young people you can get the virus have it with you you can be transmitting it toward others not even realize that you have it and then still go about your life and maybe never even realize that you have it or it, it shows up because sometimes there can be a delay with when you contract the virus the period of time that you're um, able to give it to others before you even get any, um, I think it's two to 14 days before you get uh, the feeling of the side of, or the, the, the negative symptoms of it. So keep that in mind. The way to protect others is, is again, it's by isolating yourself. Uh, it's like HPV, guys, you know, do I have HPV? Probably. I don't know. But I'm going to be more responsible about the coronavirus than I am about HPV. I, I imagine I have HPV. I don't know. Yeah. I should probably get that checked out. 
And that brings us to another point. Wear condoms. All right, let's move on. Hesitant to do comedy because of the coronavirus. I still have done a little bit of comedy over the last couple weeks. I am hesitant, though. I've, I've canceled a couple shows now, and I've um, actually not taken a few opportunities to do stand-up because I didn't, you know, because I'm trying to be uh, practice what I preach, right? And I think that that's something that we all need to um, be aware of is that I'm, I'm sacrificing doing in-person stand-up comedy, the thing that I love most. And I know a lot of comedians are struggling with that right now, especially if they make their living on comedy and it's preventing them from, you know, from that, right? So from being able to feed their freaking faces, you know? So... The people that it affects most right now are the people, aside from if you don't even get it, are the people that have financial repercussions. Some people's jobs, you know, jobs are being slashed a little bit, or at least some people, like in the service industry, you know, people that only make money when they go in, that aren't on some sort of a salary, uh, it's affecting them because a lot of those businesses are closed because it requires you to be there in person, serving, you know, comedy, whatever it is. So, freaking. Keep that in mind. A lot of, you know, do what you can to support others through this time. Keep the communication lines open, you know. Don't isolate yourself uh, socially, just physically, okay? That's all I'm trying to say. Um, uh, one of my friends was going to do a cruise ship. Uh, you know, it's a great opportunity for comedy. They got it. It was this weekend. got canceled, so... Um, it, on another note, is it, does anybody else out there have this urge where, like, when you're around a group of people, all of a sudden, it's the first time you feel like coughing for some reason? <laughs> like, I don't know if anyone can relate to me on this, but, um, <clears throat> no, like, for some reason, the, the reason I get the urge, like, that tickle all of a sudden in my throat to cough when people are around is because I know that it's like a bad idea but even though I don't feel sick for some reason like it's like a psychological thing is anyone out there like feeling these psychological whatever's you know you get on the subway and all of a sudden you're like shit I feel like coughing all of a sudden like but I don't want to scare anyone so I don't know maybe maybe to to play it safe you can put on like one of those masks at that time I don't know we did make a comedy sketch by the way uh recently uh it's a topical one hopefully we can get it edited out to you uh asap the midwest sketch bandits going by the sketch bandits now to shorten it up uh, that's the nickname for the long name right sketch bandits as of now and uh it was very fun making that with dom and ben yet uh recently uh there was a skater gang out there that was kind of like trying to do skate tricks and stuff while we were filming we're like hey can you, can you guys leave and, like, the alpha male of the skate group was like, Hey, yo, I saw some ledges over there, you know? <laughs> and uh, and then they all just skated away, you know? So I appreciate that. If you're listening, alpha male of the skate gang here in New York, appreciate you letting them know about the other, ledge, the other ledges, bruh, you know? So we could film. Anyway, maybe they'll show up in, in, in uh, the final cut, but... Nevertheless, that was that was fun. You know, got to create some humor at this time, right? A little humor, levity, cool, light, awesome, great, dang, tremendous. 
Uh, I thought that uh, I saw a joke on Jimmy Fallon where he was saying a lot of businesses are sending their non-crucial uh, employees, um, their their non-necessary employees, home to work from home. And he's like, for everyone that is working from home, sorry to hear that you're not necessary. <laughs> that was that one made me laugh. I I disagree. I I, I don't think. Well, I. He's making a joke, but when companies say that, I don't think it means that the person's like less valuable to the company. It just means some roles, like their job function, is required to be in person there in the office. So for those people, it sucks because I know some people have to. I know one person has to commute into New York still because their company won't let them off, and it's like they need the money. You know, I don't know, man. It's whatever. Keep it positive, right? Tom Hanks is keeping it positive. I saw a bunch of memes going. I. I saw uh, a bunch of funny ones about him in a, in a reference to his uh, his movie Castaway, right, where he was stranded on an island and Wilson and all that. And uh, I thought about that as soon as I heard it. I just didn't make a meme. You know, I, I made that connection in my mind, and I was going to, but I guess I, I didn't jump on it. And uh, some other people beat me too, and it freaking went viral. So great job, Mike, for not jumping on the bandwagon or starting the bandwagon, I should say. Before, all right, let's move on. Nobody cares. NBA season canceled. March Madness canceled. St. Patty's Day parade canceled. Tomorrow, St. Patrick's. What's up, St. Patrick? Hallelujah, baby. Uh, you're probably happy that St. Patrick's Day is canceled. Uh, because people get obliterated uh, in your name, and I, I have a feeling that's not what St. Patrick uh, was hoping that he'd be remembered for and what his legacy would be in the year 2020. So um, um, maybe uh, maybe St. Patrick is, uh, is happy that his parade is canceled in that way. Uh, let's move on. March Madness. Okay, baseball. Uh... The baseball season, yeah, I guess spring training, all that, canceled, postponed, whatever. NFL Combine, postponed. Jimmy Fallon's show on Friday night, no audience, right? I don't know if they're canceling future shows or what, but he did his monologue and show without an audience Friday. Uh, I think Saturday Night Live did a rerun uh, this last Saturday. I didn't see it. Um, people are in a frenzy about... Toilet paper and supplies trying to stock up. Uh, luckily, I have a bidet, so this is an opportunity to say, if you guys can get a bidet delivered to your house or your apartment during this time, I highly recommend it for multiple reasons. One, you don't need as much toilet paper. I, I barely go through any toilet paper anymore just to dry the water afterwards, really. It's, uh, but the bidet is amazing, and it feels great. So, uh, especially, I will recommend the heated bidet. Um, I, I had my first heated bidet uh, when I went to Japan, and I was like, how in the heaven do people not have these everywhere? Why is this the first time I'm experiencing it? It's so hygienic. It's amazing, you know? Cleanliness is godliness, my friends. Get a freaking bidet. It's It's definitely better than any toilet paper out there, you know? The worst thing is when a person has diarrhea and then they, like, have to, you know, go about their day. It's, like, the most disgusting thing ever. And forgive me for talking about this, but when you have a bidet, you can have diarrhea 
and still be extremely cleanly afterwards. It's like, that should be the slogan for, for bidets. Get a bidet. You can have diarrhea and then cleanly go about your day. So, yeah, I feel like uh, I, I highly recommend that, especially during an apocalyptic uh, time where there's no TP. Anyway, um, yeah, that's uh, that's what we've got there. Hopefully, Italy Italy's been struggling, struggling, um, as we know, and hopefully, you know, it hit their country before ours. Hopefully, it's not a foreshadow. I know that there's a lot of precautions taking place. They didn't take it seriously enough, so maybe that's why um, it got so bad there. Um, so I know that we are trying to take the right precautions here. Uh, Trump addressed the nation to calm fears. This was another Jimmy Fallon joke the other night that got me laughing. He said, uh, Trump addressed the nation to calm fears, and that really worked great, uh, considering the market dropped another 2,000 points the next day. <laughs> so, all right, maybe I shouldn't make jokes about that. I don't know. You know, I'm trying to create you know, positivity here rather than reminding us of that bleak shit right there. All right, feels great. Um, is what Trump was saying. Doesn't need to get tested. I feel great. I feel fantastic. He got tested, though, and uh, he tested negative for the virus. Great. Great to hear that. Great to hear that. Uh, <clears throat> I'm surprised that it, he was, like, pouting about getting tested. I want to get tested. I, I think everyone should get tested if they have a test. They need to come out with a test and a vaccine that's easily deployable. They could maybe, like, have you... Send it to your homes, right? Get get these vaccine and tests and order these things. Everyone should just be sent a, a test and a vaccine as soon as they create the vaccine. Sorority girls are snapping toward that one. They like that idea, you know? Uh, I think that when summer gets here, hopefully it'll, it'll cause things to die down. I don't know. I mean, it, apparently if it is susceptible to heat, then, you know... Okay, so we got that, and then um, maybe they'll have a freaking vaccine by then. We'll see. And then, and then the stocks will have gone up, and you'll go, oh, shit, I wish I would have bought when we were down. Oh, man, how come I didn't listen to all those lessons I learned in school where you buy low and you sell high? Gosh, why did I do the opposite? I sold when it was high, and I, uh, I sold when it was low, and, I, and, I, and I'm buying back now when it's high. Hopefully it'll keep going up, but I'm an idiot, yeah? Because it's like high now and it's ever been, should I buy? I mean, maybe it'll keep going up, right? <laughs> That's the psychology of, uh, you know, people when they're, uh, you know, it's, I think it's the psychology of natural human nature. It, it's easier said than done, right? But that's why the winners capitalize when they when they put their nuts on the line you know it's called having a knut sack all right um yeah so i think there was a blackout already on the market today where the the market um there's been a ton of blackouts. What do they call that when the when it shuts down resets for a little bit lets people's fears calm down i think it's good that they do that so unfortunately, it's it's constantly doing that though right now. Um, so 
Anyway, I haven't heard much about the election. So let's move on. Let's move on from the coronavirus. I think I've I've talked enough about that. And in fact, maybe several of you have stopped listening because you're like, I'm sick of hearing the coronavirus. I'm sick of of, of hearing about it. Stop. I don't want to listen to this bullshit anymore. All right. So I'm gonna move on. There's not really much going on in politics aside from this. Like I haven't seen too much from Bernie and and all these guys. You know, I I think the coronavirus. <laughs> is dominating the news right now, so haven't really... Let's talk about what else has been going on in the world. Harvey Weinstein, huh? Sentenced to 23 years in prison. Hey! So, maybe you guys will be excited to know that, right? Um, uh, I, I, I don't know the, all the details behind Harvey Weinstein, so all I can do is just kind of relay that. All I can do is be the messenger on that one. 23 years in prison. Um... That's that. Uh, you know, when someone gets a sentence, that so oftentimes they can they end up getting out early because of who knows all the legal uh, logistics and characteristics or, or whatever. But he, um, yeah, that's the deal. Uh, Rob Gronkowski close to signing deal with WWE, right? Do you like the? <laughs> do you like how he made the uh, the updates uh, along with coronavirus? Um, I guess he wants to be a pro wrestler. Maybe him and uh, The Rock can uh, you know, wrestle together. Maybe give each other a coronavirus. I don't know. But stay stay healthy, Gronk. You tried stand-up. Didn't go too well for you. I guess you're going for professional wrestling now. Why, why not just go back and play football, bro? I don't know. I guess, I guess wrestling is a little safer than football. I don't know. Uh, so what's going on? That's that's my worldly updates for you guys. There's not really much else that I care to share at the moment. I, I think that I've talked about what's relevant. That's what what's going on in the world. So what's going on in the comedy world? I pretty much covered a lot of that too. You know, comedy suffering from it right now. Comedy clubs are suffering. Some comedy club owners are, are making it work though. They're they're lowering the amount of people in the audience. Um, that they'll let through the doors and spreading people out and as long as it's under a certain number but all Broadway shows as far as like the big shows you know Hamilton's the the show shows not I'm not talking about the comedy clubs the Broadway shows have all shut down um, you know because those are big you know theater type shows you know hundreds of people if not uh, over a thousand seaters a thousand seaters uh, so that's that's what's going on um, Comedy is really suffering, but it's a great time for streaming stuff. You know, you can catch up on your Netflix. So maybe uh, the comedians, uh, maybe my views will go up right now because people have so much time. So ingest thine content, guys. Fill your eardrums with uh, the mind and soul of Miguel Old R2D2 during this time. Right? <clears throat> get some, get have some fun, guys. Have some fun. Listen to me. All right. Uh, Time Magazine, I want, or sorry, um, what did I want, there was something uh, that I thought was really funny, uh, a rat was, uh, I saw this on Twitter, a rat was running around with an entire Egg McMuffin in its mouth, the, the Egg McMuffin was bigger than the whole rat's body, it reminded me of, of my rat story that I told you guys, that I told you guys about, of the fat rat I saw up in the Bronx was driving, dragging an entire slice of pizza, just casually, 
across the subway platform. I think that the rats are cockier in the Bronx, just like the people, you know? <laughs> There's some swag. The rat had swag and hubris. Um, and unfortunately, it reminded me of Icarus, you know, the, uh, the Greek mythology story of Icarus who uh, flew too close to the sun and his wings melted. That was this rat, and sure enough, he, he got kicked into the subway. Anyway, sounds like his cousin downtown, a little thinner, a little more nimble, a little quicker, quicker on his feet, was uh, stealing an entire... Subway Creatures is the Twitter handle that uh, I found this on, and as you guys may or may not remember, when I had Jessica on in a previous podcast, she talked about that she had the idea of creating a Twitter account called the creatures of the subway and sure enough someone sounds like someone may have stole it from her i don't know i don't know how long their account has been been around maybe they both thought of it individually but it it, it is pretty funny and sure enough the account has a, a lot of followers and uh i guess jessica has some good ideas guys no, I, I i've always known she has good ideas she's a very cute and unique creature um who happens to be away from the apartment right now she's back home visiting which means i get to fuck no it means that uh, i'm i'm by myself everyone's locked up in coronavirus so <laughs> oh jack she uh she bought herself a nice little doggy pad to sit on because she she likes to sit on the floor and read so very cute stuff guys very cute you know i have an endearing an endearing attitude toward her um i, I appreciate her uniqueness you know this is the same girl that used to go and take uh, furniture that people threw out into the streets and bring it home. She'd schlep it all home at her previous place, take it up to the rooftop, repaint it, and then try to resell it on Craigslist. So she's a real, she's a real thrifty creature, you know. And by that I mean creature. And um, <clears throat> the other day she brought home a bean bag, so now we have a bean bags, uh, which. Potentially, who knows how many people had intercourse on that beanbag. I, I don't know, but I am. It is what it is, and hopefully, hopefully, no one had intercourse on it, you know. But we do have a beanbag in our apartment now, and it's gosh dang comfortable, is all I can say. Uh, last week, I mentioned a comedian that had a comedy special released on, and he put it on YouTube because no networks bought it, and it was up to 1.5 million views. I don't even know what it's at now, but it had a ton of views. His name's Sam Morell, uh, so you guys should check him out. Uh, very, I thought it was very funny. It was on the cutting edge of the the Me Too stuff and where we are now and how it's affected him from a very humorous perspective, but still thoughtful and respectful and on point with, uh, you know. I thought it was I thought it was great. I didn't watch the whole thing, but uh, you know, take a gander, guys. What else? Uh, I wanted to read an excerpt from Time Magazine for you that I, that caught my eye. So I've, I've mentioned this magazine before. It's Time Special Edition, The Science of Laughter. Our bodies, our minds, our souls. This was September of 2018, which shows you how up-to-date I am. But there was a section called Between Heaven and Mirth. I guess this uh, was written by James Martin. S. J. What's up, James? Let's see what James had to say. I don't know um, where he came up with this, but he was talking about the spiritual. Uh, th th this magazine covers laughter from so many different perspectives, including 
spiritual, obviously, heaven and, and mirth. And there was one thing that uh, stood out to me that gave me a, a, a spiritual boner, to be honest, you know? It gave me a spiritual boner, which means it really excited me, right? It said... Where is this? <laughs> um, gosh, I can't even freaking find the, uh, the excerpt, you know? What the heaven? All right, since I can't find it right now, I do apologize for that. Um, oh, here we go. Joy, joy, for example, is what we'll experience when we are welcomed into heaven. We may even laugh for joy when we meet God. Joy, a characteristic of those close to God, is a sign of not only a confidence in God, but also gratitude for his blessings. I'm going to modify that and say his slash hers blessings, um, right? Let's, let's keep it, let's keep the sex gender neutral here, you know, let's, let's keep it equal. Humor, too, is an essential but neglected requirement of spirituality. Oh, okay. Well, that sounds like me. Uh, what are we talking about here, huh? Most of the saints had a terrific sense of humor and could easily laugh at themselves. Oh, that sounds awesome. Finally... We must remember that laughter is essential, even in the most spiritual or religious of places. So, I thought that was pretty dank, you know? Uh, I don't know where he got that information or, <laughs> where, but it's, it's, it's Words in Time magazine. So, what if there was like this thing after that that I forgot to leave that said, this, is, this past thing is an example of complete bullshit, according to a Harvard study. No. Um... So, no, that's cool. Uh, that's a little bit about that. And when it comes, I, I, I mentioned that because right now is a time where I think some people are leaning on their faith. In a time of fear like this, not everyone's religious. And how do you even define that term, right? Um, I think that you can believe in, in a higher power or God and not necessarily call yourself religious. Um, it's all how you define it, right? Just like when Bill Clinton said, well, how do you define sexual relations, you know? I did not have sex with that woman, right? I define sexual relations uh, as actual sexual intercourse. So it's all how you define it, right, in my opinion. Let's make sure that we're all speaking the same terms here and that we're on the same page. So that is uh, something that I think is, is worth uh, um, kind of ingesting and being aware of. Uh, I did hear uh, some good jokes last night about this topic by a comedian named Mike Vexione. Have you guys heard of him? I've met him a few times in the city over the years. He's always nice and respectful, and he's been on Fallon several times. He's in at the Comedy Cellar, uh, and I saw his set on uh, Comedy TV, Comedy.TV or whatever it is last night. He had some good stuff, so I recommend checking it out. And... Um, you know, he here's I've talked about this on my podcast before actually, and it was the same premise uh, as his, which is in New York, if you want to get somebody to stop listening to you or walk away, start talking about God, right? And uh, he said somebody came up in, to him in Times Square and they were trying to sell him crack or something, and he's like, um, 
do you know about the Lord, right? And he's like, and the person just walked away. And, and then he was like, wow, Jesus Christ really is my <laughs> Lord and Savior. So it was very uh, ironic and clever. I liked it a lot. It, it gave me a spiritual boner is what I'm trying to say. That's all I'm trying to say. I thought it was pretty hot, you know. And he said that when he goes to church, he makes, you know, and it comes to the tithing part, he makes the checks out to Jesus Christ specifically. And he said that the priests get mad because they're like, we can't cash these checks. And uh, and 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 he's like, well, anything, I, you know, all things are possible through my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So it's funny because it's a double meaning saying that, you know, he never has to cash the checks. You know, like he's not actually by going straight to the source like that. It's it's a double meaning and it's very deep and surface level, but it's amazing. I loved those jokes. They really, like I said, it really gave me a spiritual boner. Um, so that's uh, enough of the comedy world stuff for now. And hopefully, I, I mentioned the religious stuff because I just can't help myself. Gosh. Uh, and I use the excuse that the coronavirus is a reason that I'm talking about it, but I just can't fight the spiritual calling. Just like, um, what's his name? Kylo Ren felt the calling to the dark. I feel the calling to the light. So, uh, you know, me and Kylo are equal and opposite, I guess. I don't know. I try to pretend I'm, you know, some kind of a, you know, dirty motherfucker to uh, disguise the fact, you know, I'm trying not to... I'm, I'm afraid of my own light, you know what I mean? I'm afraid that, that my light is infinite, so I try to, like, throw on these things like, uh, hey, how about some butt sex, you know, to cover up, make it seem a little, you know, not too light. I don't want to blind anybody with my brightness here. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's keep going, huh? What do we got, guys? Uh, this is something exciting. St. Louis, uh, I'm going back home as long as the coronavirus, pending the, the coronavirus, for two reasons. One, bachelor party, speaking of uh, love, right? Uh, one of my old teammates from high school, Mr. James Lee, speaking of Jameses, huh? Mr. James Lee, uh, one of my teammates in high school, we, him, me, Paul Stemmerman, and Chris Colesworthy, the iron, the four horsemen were uh, a force to be reckoned with on the track. We ran at nationals, uh, at the Nike Outdoor National track meet my senior year in 2005, and we ran the uh, four by mile. Each of us ran a mile in a relay race, and we were able, we qualified for that. Um, and we were able to run it out there with our coach, Mark Miller, Coach Miller. And James is getting married, baby, so I'm going back to St. Louis to celebrate the bachelor party with him. And while I'm there, I'm gonna do a show. I'm renting out a small theater uh, in St. Louis. So for any of my St. Louis fans, please do yourselves a favor. And uh, I made a, uh, an event on Facebook. I'm gonna start sending out some more invites. I've already done some save the dates. If you didn't get one, it doesn't mean you're not invited. I don't have time to send it to everyone yet. Uh, and I probably never will. But everyone who hears this message is invited. And if you hear this message, go invite other people. Uh, right now we're going to do one or two venues depending on ticket sales. So uh, we'll do a smaller venue if there's not enough demand and then we're going to move to a bigger venue. That's why the venue is actually TBD at the moment as well as the fact that everything is pending the coronavirus. That'll be April 24th, Friday night, 8 p.m. in St. Louis. 
and then we're gonna go party the next night and uh, give each other uh, a nice circle jerk to celebrate Jamie's uh, upcoming marriage so yeah that's a, a little bit there st. Louis love y'all I'm coming home so let's let's get naked let's party let's do a, a round of shots and uh, we'll have some fun we'll, we'll, we'll rotate the crops we'll get we'll get horny we'll we'll make it happen is what I'm trying to say you know so yeah, that's uh, it's gonna be exciting, guys. It's gonna be exciting. I'm very excited about that, and I've been working hard w during my time here, locked up uh, for 72 hours straight. Uh, the la like last weekend, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I was just working on comedy the whole time, nonstop writing, working on shit. So, you know, I tried a bunch of new jokes recently that I'd written from that, and you know, just excited is what I'm trying to say. You know, so make that happen, guys. What else is going on in my comedy world? Uh, I was able to get a very cheap flight to St. Louis. $70 each way, right? 79 or, yeah, $79 each way. So flights are pretty cheap right now. Um, uh, some some girls that were at my most recent recent show said that they came to New York from, um, from Florida because the flights were $50. So I don't know. I mean, maybe take a vacation right now or you know, lock yourself up in a in a coronavirus room. I don't know. You know what I mean? You choose. I don't know. We still live in a free country. I don't, I don't know. I'm a little tempted to maybe take a trip down to Florida and maybe meet up with those chicks, huh? Maybe we can have a threesome considering they were lesbians and one of them is 100% a lesbian. The other one's like kind of, you know, she's like bisexual. So maybe I can use, you know, maybe that leverage on her to kind of shoehorn into a threesome, huh? All right. <laughs> they were awesome, by the way. Uh, on a serious note, the we, we talked about comedy for a long time because they're in college and they were so excited to hear that I'm doing a, a college show coming up. And we talked about all kinds of stuff. They were telling me that um, a big thing in college right now, which I can't talk about in front of students, but they were saying that seeking arrangements is really big right now for the younger generation. Uh, they were saying that so many girls are on seeking arrangements, uh, like 23 year old girls. It's big right now, apparently. I don't know if that's like a Florida thing or all colleges or what, but uh, for those of you who don't know what Seeking Arrangements is, it's an app where girls are on there looking for sugar daddies, right? And, um, you know, I guess you could look at it as maybe a form of prostitution or I don't know how you would define it specifically, but I did get on that website just out of curiosity. I didn't even know what it was fully, right? But I got on it and I realized, I immediately got bombarded with messages from girls because they're looking to make some money, essentially, right? It's like a, a trade. And I realized after getting on Seeking Arrangements, now I know what it feels like to be a girl when guys are constantly just hitting you up wanting to fuck, you know? Now I know what it feels like. I mean, I've already known. I've, I've been hit on by gay guys. It doesn't feel good when someone does it like without respect or, or whatever <laughs> you know <laughs> like like by being hit on by gay guys I, I in LA when I moved out to LA it, it taught me um, what it feels like to be objectified I guess you could say so seeking arrangements when girls hit me up and they just want to make some money it feels slightly it's like objectifying in a, in a way I don't know if obje if objectification but it's not personal and it becomes annoying so now I know what it feels like 
you know that, that whole website it's it's like uh, i guess that's the trade the trade off there you know um it's interesting though those girls loved that they thought that was the funniest joke ever um so because it's so true apparently i don't know um but yeah seeking arrangements guys i'm not trying to advertise for that for that um app but it is it is it does exist so it's something to <laughs> something to be aware of if nothing else um yeah I, I is there I, I i told him i i wanted to get on the website for a sugar mama you know what i mean you know if there's any way i could uh seek an arrangement with like a an elderly woman in the upper west side you know what i mean maybe walk her dogs for her maybe every once in a while just kind of take off my pants, you know, just for fun, see what happens, you know, maybe make a couple grand a week, I don't know, you know, just a little side cash, a little side hustle, you know, <laughs> I don't know, um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, this, it was fun talking to them, we were talking about all kinds of stuff, and they were lesbians, so they, like, liked my, like, sex jokes about, like, pretty girls or whatever, like, for most people, I feel like it's kind of, like, douchey to talk to to make humor about like positive stories with like beautiful women but these girls these girls were like completely into it into it you know so uh that was pretty fun it was a different dynamic you know what i mean it was a different dynamic and uh i was intrigued you know what i mean i was definitely aroused spiritually and physically and what i mean by spiritually is that we connected as people as humans you know what i mean and uh, and that was exciting, and that was enough for me to be honest, you know, because I'm older and I need Viagra. Now, I'm getting closer every day. I'm getting closer to needing Viagra, guys. I'm 33 years old. Maybe in 10 years or 20 years, I pray to God that I never have to need that. But I also am thankful that my sex drive isn't as high as it was when I was 23, because can you can't shut the faucet off at that time. You know, it's too uh, it's too powerful. You know. You know, that's that's why uh, so many 23-year-olds are creeps, you know? <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, this is fun, huh? All right. Talking about all kinds of stuff here. Good times. All right. Um, what else? I think that's pretty much everything that's going on in my comedy world. Um. <laughs> Jessica is so funny the girl that I live with my ex-girlfriend uh, I got mad at her because she wasn't taking the coronavirus seriously enough like two weeks ago she was like going out in the subway doing all this stuff and she's like oh it's fine I'm you know like blah blah, blah. only old people get it all this stuff you know and then like it was like we switched roles right and then she was because she, she, she's going home and she's seeing her parents she's like you shouldn't be going out and doing comedy doing all this stuff you're not taking it seriously you know I'm going home to see my parents so I'm like canceling shows until she leaves town on Friday and then she leaves and I was just catching up with her telling her that I did comedy over the weekend and she started getting mad at me uh, you know she's like you're not taking this seriously I'm like, what the, how, how have we flipped like this you know what I mean it's really this chick is a conundrum you know she she only wants to talk to me when when I'm busy you know as soon as I finally like put you know get ready for work by putting on a robe and making myself a cup of coffee and sitting down at the computer that's when she wants to hang out oh, come cuddle with me you know doesn't want to cuddle when I want to cuddle right doesn't cuddle when doesn't want to cuddle when I'm available and that's what we are even though we're 
not in a relationship. We're still companions in a way. We still cuddle. We won't have intercourse, you know. She uh, refuses to touch my penis. Even when I bring up the idea, she goes, ew, gross. <laughs> I think this, the idea of intercourse at all to her right now is gross with anyone. She's very asexual at the moment. So don't get excited, guys, out there if you're, if you're creeping in. Uh, thinking, oh, I heard, I heard Mike tell the audience before that she gives great head. Maybe it's my turn now. You know, no, okay. Keep your hands off my Jessica. Um, she's my companion, okay. Um, she's 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 not on the market, but she's also off the market. Or she's off the market and on the market at the same time. I don't know. <laughs> an interesting phenomena. Uh, technically, we're, we're, we are both single, um, and I, I can go out and, and do whatever I want, date, whatever, but at the same time, if she finds out, right, then she panics and has a, has a heart attack, you know? Why are you hanging out with another girl tonight? We are going to watch a movie! <laughs> That's not her voice at all. Um, she has a very cute, high-pitched voice. So, I don't know, it's, it's an interesting, what am I, what am I doing with my life? Hey, guess what I am doing? Wait, what am I doing with my life, I should say, with a question mark? I'm doing exactly whatever the fuck I want it though, okay? That's what I'm doing right now, I'm doing whatever the fuck I want it though. And it's great, I love it, I'm happy. It's what I want, dude. Yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting, you know? Happy, huh? no responsibilities, no commitment, you're just chilling around, just, you know, taking a dump. You know, I'm cleaning up with a bidet and then going around in my robe, you know, and just watching the stock market. Go, okay, time to do a podcast again. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Alright. Uh I think we're gonna wrap up here. Let's see here. Is there anything else that we wanted to talk about? It's episode ninety-four. I figured I'd give a shout out to uh Dana Stubbafield. He was a 49ers football player for a long time and I remember in the nineties watching him. Did he play also in the 80s or, or he, after the 90s? I don't know, but I know in the 90s he was there with the 49ers. And um, at first when I thought of Dana Stubblefield, I thought he was the guy with the double helmet. But that was a different guy. That was Steve Wallace. I don't know why nobody else in the history of the NFL hasn't had the double helmet look. Because that thing, you talk about a panty dropper, right? I'm not even gay, but I started to get horny when I saw that double helmet. You guys have to see it before you know what I'm talking about. It's the most obnoxious thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, but uh, I would imagine if it was, like, effective, everyone would have the double helmet. I don't know, but I think he had too many concussions. So he had, like, this double helmet that was Velcroed on, and every once in a while, like, fly off, you know, if he got hit the wrong way. Pretty funny looking, to be honest. Look up Steve Wallace, 49er. I think his number was 76, and he had this double, this, like, extra, like, 49er thing that would go on top of his helmet. Uh, so I, I missed the opportunity to talk about him in episode 76 or whatever his number was. But giving you a delayed shout-out now, Steve Wallace. Hope all is well, my man. Um, and, oh, yeah, so I think the last thing I'll say about Jessica for now, because people always want more information about her, because she's, she's off the grid, you know? In fact, she has these private private like YouTube and Twitter accounts and she's so inactive on them that I, I lost followers recently and I looked and it was her because she's inactive you know <laughs> it wasn't that she unfollowed me it's that her account is so inactive she is literally off the grid the only 
app that you can find her on is on the Bible app, guys. You know, that's that's the most revealing information. She has a picture of us on there, you know, as her profile picture. So that's 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 pretty much the only place you can find her. If you seek God, you will find Jessica and I. <laughs> um, I like how mysterious she is. She's like the that. The character from the the young pope and the new pope, you know, Jude Law plays this like off the grid pope, which makes everyone want to know more about him, right? Here I am spewing everything about myself, repulsing people, pushing them away. Jessica's the silent, vigilant creature that everyone wants to know more about. The marvelous Mrs. Maisel, she uh, uh, she's also on the dating. The other night. Uh, she caught me on Bumble, right? She goes, are you really looking at Bumble while I'm right here in front of you? That's so rude. I was like, oh, I'm sorry about that, you know? She goes, that's okay. I was doing it earlier today. <laughs> so she's doing the same shit I am, you know? And she's out here freaking... She'll be texting guys and then, like, plan to meet up and then she'll just cancel on them. Like, I think it's just fun for her to, like to like know that she can and then she she really just wants to stay in and eat ice cream and watch a movie with me you know but she's entertained by the conversation she took the conversation pretty far with one guy there was one guy that uh i was surprised it started to get sexual and she told me about it and i, I felt there was a twofold feeling i had part of me was jealous but part of me was extremely entertained by it you know there was this guy who he, he sounded so he sounded like he went to a private school you know what i mean he was like Oh, um, yeah, this is, um, I, I'd love to, you know, take you to dinner sometime, uh, uh, because anything more than that just wouldn't be prudent right now. Like, who in the hell uses the word prudent, right, uh, in those terms? So he was, like, being a, a gentleman, I guess you could say. And, uh, and then the, the conversation, I guess she's like, no, I want to know what you would want to do sexually. <laughs> And then I think he said something like, I don't know, I'm having all kinds of thoughts right now. Like, I just, I, I keep thinking about my 6'5 frame pressed up against yours, you know? And uh, I heard that and I just started cracking up, you know? And I think it grossed her out, you know? I, I forget what her reaction to it was, but it didn't seem, their interaction faded after that, you know? <laughs> so... I mean, I guess some things just are meant to be and some aren't, no matter what, you know? I just, it's very interesting. I, that guy is weird, you know? So now now I tease her, and every time, um, every time uh, you know, we're hanging out, she's like, what are you doing? And I, I say, you know, I just can't, I can't stop thinking about my 6'5 frame pressed up against yours. I'm hoping maybe we can do that tonight. She's like, oh, gross, no, I'm going to read. Yeah, she likes to read a lot, you know? She reads uh, romance novels lately, you know. She she comes home with like six book six books, you know, at, at a time she, now. You know, she'll come home. She's got a new book with her. You know, she reads like through an entire book in like a day. You know, and and I can't make any noises, right? Uh, if I'm doing something or talking on the phone, she's like, I'm I'm trying to read, okay? I'm trying to read. So she loves to read. And uh, she likes to sit on her doggy bed and read. <laughs> or her bean bag, you know? Uh, she'll come into the closet, you know, and smoke a bowl in here. And then just read in here for hours sometimes. And then it's like, can I use the closet? I need to masturbate, you know? And she's like, no, I'm, I'm going to masturbate in the closet. You stay out there. 
Um, this is not, this is this is all true shit, guys. This is not this is literally, but it's like the most entertaining thing for me. I really think that if there was a reality TV show about us, it would be the most popular show on TV because it's so absurd. You know how some people, you know, you, you know how like we were at. I think I told you guys this before. Forgive me if I duplicate stories, but we were out one night at this. Uh, like this sushi place there's like this Japanese restaurant there was this like business guy he looked like this like 46 year old like Japanese businessman guru in a suit like very serious you know the type of dude with like a bluetooth who doesn't ever smile you know just you could tell like if you say the wrong thing he might cut your hand off you know that type of guy and uh we were sitting there Jessica and I were just being ourselves and out of no after like 10 minutes of us all sitting there I didn't even know the guy was even listening right he literally just bursted out laughing and he was like i'm so sorry you guys are hilarious <laughs> so, that's not a japanese voice at all I, but it's it just it's a voice that's not my normal voice so that's why but he was he was he was cracking up so i get, i think our our interaction is just humorous jessica and i what else did she do besides oh she likes these romance novels right so she'll uh she'll read all this steamy crap and uh, and then come into the closet and masturbate, you know. Very fun stuff. Very fun. I'm like, uh, my friends are like, dude, why don't you like offer to lend her a hand, like Jason Biggs? It's like, you know, I'm I'm good. I, I actually, we're asexual, dude. Jessica and I really are. We're just companions, you know. We're just. It's nice having a friend around, like a creature, you know. We're both creatures to each other, so I don't mean that like in a condescending way. We call each other each other's putzes, you know. Hey, what's up, you putz? You know. So a putz is a is a is a derog it's a derogatory term for a penis, you know. <laughs> so anyway, um, I think that we're good. Uh, she's the one who bought me this Time magazine of the laugh stuff, the science of laughter. Anyway, that's enough. That's enough. I think uh, I could talk about her for another hour uh, of all the unique things, but I'll save. I've got like a giant document that rolls over to every podcast at the end. I talk about her and, you know, I'll save a couple bullet points for each new episode. But you guys have been fun. I appreciate you. Um, don't let the, uh, the fear or the panic of what's going on in the world uh, stop you. Fears are oftentimes just illusions. Just be educated so you can combat Voldemort appropriately. That's the tie-in. Um, and uh, I'm a creature of light, but I cover it up by saying things like bukkake because I don't want to blind you, you know? <laughs> that's, that's the takeaways from today's podcast. So, all right. Love you guys. Stay, uh, stay safe. And, uh, you know, go around, you know, grab the world, pull it down, and put it in your pocket. But do it virtually during this time as we are working in a more physically isolated environment. Just don't be socially uh, isolated. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. By the way, am I the only one who's horny? <laughs>